Welcome to Because Black, a show where we discuss fun things, strange things, wrong things, and all things black. Each week, we bring you three interesting tidbits of information. Where's the brief? Where we talk about branding, marketing, advertising, and wonder, what exactly were they thinking? The Minute of Joy, where we point to something that we found interesting in the culture this week that we think is worth sharing. And lastly, Appropriation Smackdown, where basically, we just ask for our stuff back. I'm Jen. And I'm Jordan. And this is Because Black. This week's episode, there's Black Mermaids 2. Except for no, there's not. Because there's no such thing as mermaids. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the brief? (sighs) Hi, Jordan. Hey there. (laughs) I like that you start. Let me just poke the bear at the beginning. So, I think we have an ex- an interesting Where's the Brief this week. Cool. And we talked about, you and I talked about this a little bit last week. Oh, yeah. And I'm just not sh- We I, I feel like at the time we weren't sure what to do with it. Right. It's right on the cusp of, I'm going to say greatness. Um, that's fair. I mean, I, I feel I some kind of way. I feel yeah. like sitting on the cusp is the right way to put it. Yeah. And what we're talking about. Like, let's unveil the mystery. Ooh, that was me singing. You're welcome. Um, is the a, a recent, um, I guess I would call it advertising, like cause marketing or brand video even from P&G called The Look. And um, it is a follow-up to P&G's film that happened, I think it was last year, called The Talk, which showed, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation that, um, African American parents often have with their kids about the world, right? Um, and how they need to be careful about how they navigate situations that other people might not have to have that same care for. And so, um, this ad is, or this film is called, I guess that's the best way to call it, it's called The Look, and it's designed to. You can give it a line of sight into the black male experience in the world. Mm-hmm. Since I am not one, my perspective might be a little jaded, <laughs> but I will count on you to help me with this. Um, the interesting thing to me is that the film was born out of a reaction to the talk that um, someone had in conversation with Randall Smith from um, P&G about oh. the talk. When I never noticed this, it's again, you know, everybody has their own bias classes that they wear. And I didn't notice this when I saw the talk, but um, most of the ad, I think almost exclusively, the people who are giving the talk to their children are women. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so um, someone brought this. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Where where my, my fancy ring again? Somebody brought this to Randall Smith's attention and said that part of the problem it, that we have in this country is that the African American male is removed from discussions we have about the family unit. Yeah, just automatically um, disqualified. Yeah, which is not the case. Like, everybody I know, it's not the case for them. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that's kind of what gave rise to this a desire to make this film called The Look. Um, and it's, you know, designed to promote P&G's diversity initiatives, which I think, as companies go, 
get it right or wrong, PNG is always talking about these issues. Right. Um, yeah. So I applaud them for having the courage to do so. It's a little easier to have the courage when you make everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. You control all the products. But, um, you know, great. So we were waiting, I think, last week to see how people responded to the look. And I think I sent you an article that I read in Campaign Live where they interviewed at execs about what they thought about the film. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting is they didn't ask any black men um, about mm-hmm. that. Which, you know, I'm like... That's where they get it wrong. That would be a time to ask where's the brief for this interview. Like, who... <laughs> what are you thinking? Because um, I would have liked to have hear, heard that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um and I will ask you, you know, from my perspective, when I first saw the film, I was like, I mean, it's not very nuanced. I'll say that. <laughs> it's I mean, like. First five seconds, she closes the, I know, she pulls she, up the like, window. On the, rolling up the car window trope when you see a black person walk by. I mean, that's been he done. She's just right? waving at, the, at your like, child. Your child waved at him, actually. Yeah. So I felt some kind of way about it and I was waiting to hear what people would say because I felt like it was really broad and not nuanced. Yeah, very handed we had this thing this week where somebody's on, I don't know what airline it was, I think it was Southwest, where she's like, get a load of this. This lady didn't want to sit next to me because I'm black on the plane. So I'm like... Insane. So it's like... Perhaps it's not heavy handed. Perhaps it's the truth. Um... So, I don't know. I would love to hear what you have to think about it. I, in my mind, I'm conflicted. Yeah. I was very... <sighs> I'm, yeah, very conflicted because some of the parts of the, the film, just tactically, I'm like, what? <laughs> so, the... It, <laughs> They use a very heavy stereotype at the end, which I, mm. <laughs> which I liked with the way it, yeah. So the it's you like surprise, watch it. but it was like I'm in court are and we I'm not a criminal, at, right? At the same time, are we perpetuating a stereotype that this man would be in court? Like it was like kind of abrupt because he was just having a normal day. He went from like swimming he with his swimming. daughter to like now we see him going to court. I'm like, what is? <laughs> Like, what, it, what could, he, could he have possibly done to get arrested that fast in mm-hmm. one second? Mm-hmm. So, um... Also, where is he a judge? Right, because he looks 12. so young to be a judge. And if he is... But I actually, I did just see some just doctorates graduate at UC. And I was like, y'all look on... Yeah, yeah but they have to be... You have to so put in I went some to school work. with those dum-dums. <laughs> and you have to be... So you get right out of college and you go to law school mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. And then you get out and you work at a firm and then you have to do that for a little bit before you can be a judge. Like, oh, you ain't okay. going to be no judge. Straight at, like, out, I graduated right. law school. Like, boop, boop, boop. Gavel, <laughs> Yeah. But also, where is he a judge? Because if, it's a, if he's an elected... Let's just... I'm assuming he's a judge... Of the type that's elected, yeah. How he's how are is this town where the people roll up his windows when he where he got by. elected? Also, it looked like it was them. two different cities. Yes, he walked into this diner that looked like he was in Alabama, yeah, or um, down in South Carolina in Blythewood. In Blythewood, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Like <laughs> you just, it was a little, it's it a little it was weird. a little heavy handed, but was, yeah, it's just interesting that. 
um, the firm that made it, though, happens to be an African, African-American-led. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, <sighs> But, you know, again, like, here's the thing that I try to think about when we ask these questions about mm-hmm. where's the brief is underlying all of that is who's the target. Right. And so for us, like, we have talked about this before, that, like, the stuff that happens on a daily basis is so much more subtle and right. so much more difficult you to can, you describe You almost can't to prove it. Yeah. It's like, we know, like, the look that we have right. when we're in a room yeah. to each other. Each other. Exactly. That's the look. That's, it's like, yeah. did you see what yeah, Becky I know just you did? Just saw that. <laughs> I know you saw yeah. that. And so yeah. I think that that is, maybe we don't need to tell that story to each other because we know it. And so perhaps this, um, you know, kind of really obvious approach is the thing that's going to work yeah. for the target. Um, it's really hard to, to take yourself out of the equation. For me, like when I'm looking at work, I would like agree. to remind myself I'm not the target for this. Um, I don't know. I hope that people keep talking about it. I hope yeah. Angie doesn't stop stop because of doing this, like, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and nobody has come out and said like, besides me and you, nobody has <laughs> come out and said I don't like this. I mean, people yeah. are, I think, necessarily cautious about being mm-hmm. criticism about providing criticism to the ad, which I get. Um, but I also think it's it is a or not ad. I keep saying ad. It's a film. But I also think it's um. It's complicated. And so there's cautious on the one hand, and there's also like, how do I articulate my response to this in a way that people can get? Yeah. I think it's a step in the right direction. It's just just on the cusp, like we said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Watch it for yourself and make your own opinions. But Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, it's not that dramatic. It isn't. It isn't. It's dramatic. But then sometimes it is. It's just, some point on the airplane. Yes. And who's to say, like, I have to say, it's almost more traumatic when you have the kind of invisible to the naked eye, and by naked I mean yeah. the person of color eye, yeah. trauma that occurs to you on a daily basis, and you can't point at it and be like, oh, racism! Right. Like, you're just like, people are like, oh no. No, that's not what that no. was. It was very, it could get dismissive. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like this is a... In terms of where's the brief here, I think the thing to keep in mind is that is who the target is, and also that right. at the end of the day, if what this does is make people have discussions, then it it's is. a start to behavior yeah. change. So I'm here for that all day. It did it. Um, I would like to, in the spirit of your always coming with the most in moments of joy, <laughs> I would like to add another little where's the brief oh, okay. here. Surprise bonus. <laughs> Which is, um, this, this is, again, we talked a little bit last week about, it was it last week or the week before about the Cannes Awards and who was winning all the, mm. I think that was right. We talked about the Black Supermarket. Yeah. Um, award. And so this is another one that came out of, um, that ceremony or that event mm-hmm. where, you know how... Speaking of aggressions, you know how, like, people will just get mad and, like, the only thing they can think to say is, like, oh, yeah, well, go back to Africa. Right. And you're like, do better. You could talk about my outfit. You could have criticized my hair. My roots need to be done. But, no, you want to talk about it. My hairline jacked up. That's where you go. And I look dusty. And so there's this travel company called Black and Abroad. And as I tried, like, really hard to reach out to them and see Mm -hmm. if I could get somebody to... 
just, you know, give us a few words and talk about this work that they did. But um, we ain't famous yet, so blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But um, they took this idea that people, you know, are always saying, go back to Africa, go back to Africa. And they're like, hi, boop, 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 ring, ring, hello, Africa Tourism Board. Let's mm -hmm. turn this on its head. So they have this campaign called Go Back to Africa. Love it. It is a, a beautiful it is amazing. It was done by, um, you know, Black and Abroad, that travel company worked with mm -hmm. FCB to um, to make this. And they have said that one of the campaign's goals is to effectively strip the perceived power away from those who use the phrase, go back to Africa, with derogatory intent. Mm -hmm. So, haha. -ha. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes people have a thing like, I'm going to take that word and take it back exactly. its power. It don't right. always work. Right. But I think this is that's amazing. Amazing. That's wow. Yeah. Commendable. Yeah. It's like yes, there are zebras in Africa, and zebras are great. But he goes on to say, this is Eric Martin, who's one of the founders of Black and Abroad. There are also amazing art galleries and restaurants and beaches and other experiences, many of which may be more relevant to African American tourists than some other groups. So I mean, hats off to them for not just sitting in the fields about hearing right. that statement and turning it on its head and making yeah winning an award for Innovators. it and making it look good yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm not it's not petty At but it's, it's petty adjacent exactly. which is what i like so, yeah. <laughs> so i love that one too for you know the brief and this one is how do you take how do you reclaim something that people have tried to use as a derogatory or hateful Right. Um, way to talk about a place. So. Cool. Man. That's my bonus. Where's the brief? Ooh, finding two. Mm -hmm. I did two. You did four moments of joy last week. Because I had to win. I had to win. It was a competition. <laughs> it's not. It's not. We're on the same side except when it comes to the Kanye West Kardashian Okay, household. we're not doing that today. <laughs> I was having a good day. Okay, okay. Back to good day. I love you, Kanye. Okay. Thank you. This is the time in our show when we like to thank our sponsors. This week's sponsor, ice cream. It's not just for licking anymore. Yo. <laughs> Your moments of joy. Moments, moments of, of joy. joy. Moments of joy. So this week's moment of joy goes to Coco Goff. Who? What? Also known as 15-year-old American Corey Goff. But we <laughs> um, like Coco better. I like her nickname, Coco. Mm -hmm. um, she's the youngest player in the open era to advance through qualifying to reach Wimbledon. Can she's we... 15. She can't drive. She can't. She can't. She, can't she, can, she can barely can't work. <laughs> She could probably work down I to wonder, Publix. Do you think she had to get a work permit? Everybody to... applied to Publix to try to be a bag boy. Well, because they have the best... <laughs> they have... They're the only ones who hire like 15-year-olds. But also, of places to work when you're 15, they have the best uh, chicken tender sandwich Oh my gosh, the they have the best fried chicken. Yeah. I'm like... I would work there for food. <laughs> right now, actually. Yo, I miss Publix so much. <sighs> Speaking of Publix, Coco. <laughs> Coco, exactly. So... <laughs> Coco is so amazing. Her first Wimbledon game 
was against her idol, one of her idols, oh. Venus. Well, like, it's gonna be okay. You can say, you can say the words. It's okay. She got to play Venus, like, and did it with such calmness, calm, and very kind of calm. Just like, it was literally like watching the same player because they play so similar. But and she was still like, she is not. I want to be careful not to say like. Because, you know, we always get rewarded for knowing our place and being, you know... I know. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just feel like as a 15-year-old, for her to approach her idol and play with the grace and confidence... Right, and maturity, that's what it is. ...is amazing. Because we, we saw when she was mm-hmm. in the locker room um, afterwards and they asked her, are you intimidated by... Right, oh my gosh. She was, she was like, like mm-mm. I wouldn't get out on the court if I didn't think I could win. I was like... Whoa, <laughs> teach us something. That, the confidence, the mm-hmm. but not cocky at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was just like I know who I am. Yes, I wouldn't get out there if I couldn't do it. I'm rooting for her every I, day. Oh my gosh, she played the best game yesterday. She had to fight so hard, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I'm not gonna let this lady think that she could just oh, manhandle me." Ugh. Longest tie break, but Coco is breaking records. She's amazing. Um, but one thing I do like to point out is like everyone's calling this a fairy tale, and I'm like, in 2019, it's not a fairy tale. She worked to get mm-hmm. here. It's not. It's not a fairy tale. No, it's not, it's just, she didn't it's not wake magic. Up. <laughs> she didn't just wake up and like, oh, I got this. It's a little bluebird. She, for like, I haven't right. made you this tennis dress. She worked for this. Yeah. Okay. So, shout out to Coco. Um, and then my little bonus moment of joy is that Little Nas X is still capping on y'all. <laughs> Taylor Swift is defeated for another week. Um, he now has the longest oh hip-hop song in history on the hop. Or song in history, 100, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so. Go on. Go, I'm going to be excited go. for the week that we have a conversation where we do not bring up Taylor Swift or Lil Nas X. Not because I dislike the conversation, but it's like, we need something. What's what's new? No. <laughs> Beating back the hand of oppression. Okay. I'm just okay. kidding. Okay. okay. But, um, yeah, Coco, shout out to you. You're my moment of joy. You're like my moment of joy for the month. I know. Because how are you that young and killing the game like that? And you need to, anybody who's not doing already following her on Twitter... Do it. Do it. There's a moment that she has um, on her feed where she meets Roger Federer. And <laughs> I love it because she is she interacts with him just like a grown-up lady. Mm-hmm. And then when he turns to leave, she looks back at the camera and she's 15. It's, <laughs> it is delightful. She's like, <laughs> it's, it's delightful. I love Coco. Yes. Um, and so thank, that's a great moment of joy. She's like, every time I think about her, I just get like warm right so we're rooting for you coco mm-hmm. go all the way to the end and let serena win okay don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm not rooting know for my that. girl serena i don't know it'll be hard it'll be, it'll hard. be hard i would think that would be a lovely way to end wimbledon like two black women just like mm, we've arrived two black women <laughs> and they showed up with their nails did too which is uh, so adorable all the nice jewelry so too cute. serena's always very well that was a good that was a good moment i mean so how would you rate you, that one so here's the thing it would have gotten a 10.5 
Now you're not gonna no, you're not gonna do this to me because I flexed on Taylor Swift again. And I promise this is the last week I'll bring up Taylor Swift because I think y'all think I have a vendetta against her, but no. It's just the news and that's what's happening and her fans are upset. So I have to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a t- I understand your point of view. I'm still gonna rate it at set up a ten point five, which is like extra credit. Bonus, you just get a ten, which is still okay, good. I'll it's take still it. good. No, I'll it's take still... it. I'm not complaining at all. And basically, that ten is all for Coco. You understand That's that, good. right? Okay. Oh, so, just so we know. So we're gonna stop this because <laughs> we will not fight. We today. have to have a fist fight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Appropriation Ariel, my Ariel is black, and my Lambo is still blue. I'm just telling you. <laughs> this week in Appropriation Smackdown. <laughs> Appropriation Smackdown. Smackdown. Um, we want to talk about hashtag not my Ariel. Y'all are some trash people, um, bro. I promise. Y'all ain't content with nothing. Yes. So, <laughs> apparently, the Mermaid Coalition feels that they are being... They're having their culture appropriated by a 20-year-old African-American woman uh, who's coming for their fins, I suppose. I guess so. Um... And so this is like because black just, people can't be mermaids. I mean, here's here's something, FYI, nobody can be a mermaid <laughs> because they do not they exist. Real. I mean, come on. And so I don't, I don't even know what where to go with this. I mean, I just yeah. feel like I just want to say, appropriation smackdown. Mermaids think that black people can't be mermaids. I feel like mermaids aren't real, so it doesn't matter what mermaids think. Exactly. The end. The end. Period. Um, well, we're done here. I, mean, <laughs> like, I really don't even know what else to say about this. It breaks my heart. No, it doesn't. Because I'm not surprised, I guess. No. I'm, yeah. But, but I've seen some terrible, some terrible things being said by all races. All of them. You would think that it's just white people. No. Really? No, it's not. If you go on Twitter, you're like, what? I don't want to Someone said, don't bring your black... She better not bring that black accent to Ariel. What is a... Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all are trash. Y'all are trash. uh, Okay, so... um, (laughs) I mean... Can Ariel not be black? Like, oh, people have fish. people have gone. This is what I love is like people have tried to dig into the past and like, like they're coming. They're trying to come with facts. So they're like, oh, Little Princess is not a movie about mermaids. Um, it was based on The Little Mermaid, which was written by Hans Christian Andersen, where he describes white skin and blue eyes. Ariel's from Denmark. Which Ariel is not real. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, she's a white redhead. Um, 
No. <sighs> oh my god. And then and this this is the line of argument that really like I don't consider myself like I threaten to beat you up a lot, but I'm not really a violent person. <laughs> like you'd have to I just have to hold up my fist and if you ran into it, that would be the extent of mm-hmm. like I don't really have time. I'm too lazy. <laughs> but people are this argument that if a white person can't be Aladdin or Jasmine why can a black person be Ariel? Can we unpack that? Can we break that down for them? I can. I don't even know how to unpack it because it's just like so. I want you to go. You need a brain transplant. Okay. So if a white person was Aladdin, it wouldn't be the same story because a white person does not fit into that culture. Yeah. Mermaids don't have a culture. <laughs> So it doesn't matter what color the mermaid is because it's a mermaid. It's not real. You can't have white people play Jasmine because she doesn't fit into that culture. See what we're saying? Did we break it down enough for you? Was that good? So listen, we have. <laughs> you guys have enough. You have played. You play Jesus in all the movies, <laughs> right? You got to be Moses <laughs> twice, right? You, you got, got to, to be, be Tonto. You got to be gods of Egypt. I mean, <laughs> this can, can a black can a black girl be a fish? Like, that's what I'm trying to ask you. Literally. So, I I don't even know what to do with this. I feel sad because I you know I have been trying consciously to be a happier person yeah. on the podcast at least if not in my real life <laughs> <laughs> I think like you know one thing that would make this whole mm-hmm. like let's end this on a positive note yeah and talk about Coco again <laughs> <laughs> or can we talk about how the fact that Halle Berry was trending because because people don't know the, <laughs> difference. Know the difference between Halle, Halle Bailey and Halle <laughs> yeah I love y'all. That's funny. Um, they do spell their name the same way, but the last name is different, and then this, there's an age difference. It's quite obvious. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. Like, Halle Berry was trending before Halle Bailey was. Mm-hmm. Also, check out Chloe and Halle's music. It's really great. It is really great. And the one constellation <laughs> I have in all of this is that like it really doesn't matter like disney's not gonna go broke this is another case of like uh an organization that's large enough to wield some power that makes a difference for little black girls all over Mm -hmm. the world to see this um mermaid character played by a girl who looks like them um i'm excited for i can't wait to see what um like i'm not a huge comic book or like animation film buff Mm -hmm. um but i'm imagining that this year's comic-con is going to be interesting oh yeah and as you know i invited you to and as you declined to come that's not true you're not going to lie in front of all these people in front of all eight people (laughs) (laughs) i am going to wakanda con this year in chicago so i'm excited although that's really dedicated to you know Superheroes and comic book characters who are reflective of the diaspora. Uh-huh. Uh, I would love to see what happens there I like too. Yeah. Show up. If I like could, if I could find a waist trainer that fits. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
imagine if I can do a 30-day juice fast so I can fit into something that doesn't look gross. I would look like... I would show up like Ariel and they'd be like, push her back in the seat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> push her back in the seat. Stop it. Clean no, out her gills. Not on this show. We're not going to have that. Um, But whatever. <laughs> I'm excited to go see that and see what... See what how this um, discussion is shaking out with the people who are involved in that that part of the that kind of fandom. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know what to say. And Rage, you might need to contact the ACLU, or no, it would be the MCLU, the Mermaids Civil Liberties Union. Get mm. your rights covered. Sorry, Oops. mermaids. We didn't know you guys were all white. I know. It's Dang. so hard to tell under the sea. You know, we should have looked harder. Now we know. All right. Thanks for talking to me, Jordan. Thanks for being a friend. (laughs) I can't stand you. Okay, bye. This is Jordan. And this is Jen. Coming back because we're done with this week's episode of... Because Black. It's actually called This Week and not This Week. So (laughs) we should probably do it again.